Hi, my name is Megan. And my name is Jacqueline. And we think you guys are going to like Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a series of fantasy novels written by British author J.K. Rowling. The novels chronicle the lives of a young wizard, Harry Potter, and his friends, Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley, all of whom are students at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The main story arc concerns Harry's struggle against Lord Voldemort, a dark wizard who intends to become immortal, overthrow the wizard governing body known as the Ministry of Magic, and subjugate all wizards and muggles who are non-magical people. So I, Megan, found Harry Potter from the boys that grew up next door to me. The younger of the two is a avid reader, and he was reading, I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one, and he brought it to me, and he's like, I think you need to read this. I think you're really going to like it. And we had, like, talked about it in school or something, and I was like, I don't know, a boy wizard. That doesn't sound that interesting, (laughs) (laughs) but okay. And I'm pretty sure I read that first book in, like, a day, if not, like, two days. And I read one through four that, like, summer, I think it was summer, that I could get my hands on. Because five was the first book that I had to wait for it to come out. What about you? So I don't exactly know what started us on Harry Potter because my mom and my brother Logan and I all I think we all read them around the same time or I read them and told them to something like that Um, but my grandma works at a used bookstore in Oregon and they get a bunch of the books that are like duplicates or older books or just that the library has too many from then they get them from the library um I think it's Multnomah County Library. That's what like 90% of my books right now have <laughs> on, like stamped on them is that. Um, so somehow we all just started reading them. I don't remember the first one that I had to wait for because um, I think I started reading them later. So it may have been six that I had to wait for. Um, I do remember waiting for book seven though. Mm-hmm. I do remember that, but I don't remember what the first one was that I had to start that I had to wait for to read. Our family was kind of similar. Like I started reading them and then my, I think my mom read the first one physically and then her and my brother listened to the rest of them. Um, Well, I guess up until like five and then Eric probably read five, six and seven, but my mom listened to all of them. My mom predominantly listens to books. So I think we still have like the CD audio of quite a few of them that my grandma also got from her bookstore. Do you know which narrator? Like, I think, no, mm. I have no idea. I don't ever, I didn't ever listen to mm. them because I didn't like that. I wanted to hold it and read it for myself. Mm-hmm. So I just recently started getting into like audio books and listening to them instead of physically reading them. I fall in the Jim Dale camp. So there's the Jim Dale books and then there's the Stephen Fry books and I like I like Jim Dale better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like Stephen Fry a lot. So <laughs> I don't know if it's the same Stephen Fry. It probably is cuz there's only so many British people it seems like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it, it probably is the same person. Yeah. I did actually, when I had to drive back and forth from Illinois to Florida a few times, I listened to the Harry Potter books. So I got like the audible trial or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I would listen to because I got, I started getting like annoyed with the music that I had or like the radio stations weren't coming through and stuff. So I would listen to the Harry Potter books because they kept me interested mm-hmm. and not like wanting to fall asleep <laughs> for like a 16 hour drive. And it, they're fun. It's a, a different way to get through them because especially right. if you've read them, you kind of know what's going to happen. So it's like fun to hear somebody else mm-hmm. like do the voices and all those kinds of things. Definitely. Definitely. So the first book, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, came out in 1997. I was two. I was nine. Yeah, nine. But I did not read it then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did you think? I loved it. I really did. Um... I think I was iffy about it start at the very beginning mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure how I would feel about it. Like that opening line, which is so perfect and iconic and I still have it memorized. I have it written down I in was my not notes. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I say it a lot. People are like, what's like a random thing you can do? I'm like, I can mm-hmm. recite the first line to Harry Potter because <laughs> that's super cool. Um. But that first part, I wasn't super sure about. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But then once it got into, like, when the Dursleys, I think, were going to the zoo for Dudley's birthday and that whole thing, that's when I started, like, really getting into it. And then I just loved it. And I read it over and over again. I'm surprised that our copy has held up as well it, as it has. Like, I know that par- part of the cover, I think, has torn off just because it's been opened so many times. <laughs> Is it a paperback? Yes. It took me, I think, until the letters start coming in to get interested. Yeah. yeah. The, when, when the, like, magic starts happening. Like, you get a little bit of magic at the zoo, but um, the letters. I love the letters. The letters are so iconic. <laughs> they are. <laughs> coming in from everywhere. So I was going in and, like, thinking about my favorite scenes, you know, in the movie. Yeah. And... The letters was like the first thing that pops into my head, For sure. but I didn't pick that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what are your, some of your favorite scenes in the book? I really, really liked, this is like towards the end of the book, okay. but well, kind of middle-ish and I really, I thought it was hilarious when Fred and George um, made the snowballs hit Coral in the back of the head. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. Fred and George are probably two of my absolute favorite characters. So anything that they do, I'm in love with. But that part I always thought was funny, especially once like later you find out that Voldemort's on the back mm-hmm. of his head because you're like, they essentially were just pelting Voldemort <laughs> with snowballs. That's hilarious. So I really liked that part. And I really liked um, once they're down – after they've gotten like past fluffy and everything and they're playing wizard's chess i love I that, that whole like obstacle course for lack of a better word I, I, yeah the whole like sequence yes i actually yeah. found this thing on MuggleNet when i was trying because i wanted to get like 
what each thing was because I couldn't. They don't do all of them in the movie, and so I was trying to remember mm-hmm. what all the things were. And somebody like went through all of them and realized that they match up with the books. There's seven like obstacles, and then interesting. So the first one is Fluffy, who was borrowed from Hagrid. So it is like right. care of magical creatures. Um, and they said because this one has more magical creatures than any of the other any of the other books. But I'm not sure I agree with that because I think that three might have more. Mm-hmm. I agree with I agree with you between Lupin Definitely. and Hagrid, but. Yeah. There are a lot because yeah. you get the centaurs mm-hmm. and um, the unicorn right. and a bunch of – and you're meeting all of the magical creatures for the first time. Right. And then two is Devil's Snare, which is planted by Sprout. And book two, a big thing in book two is the mandrakes because the mandrakes mm-hmm. cure the petrified. And then three are the flying keys, which were charmed by Flitwick. And they symbolize the secret keeper charm. Okay. For Pettigrew. And, and then okay. four is Wizard's Chest, which was transfigured by McGonagall. And it kind of symbolizes the transfiguration of Barty Crouch Jr. as Mad-Eye Moody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Five. That makes yeah. sense. Five is the Mountain Troll, which was set up by Professor Quirrell, who's the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. And five is, you know, a, a lot about Defense Against the Dark Arts. You've got Dumbledore's Army and all right. of that kind of stuff. Definitely. Plus, you know, oh, yeah. it's the first book where we know for a fact, you know, Voldemort is back. What well, we know the whole mm-hmm. time as the reader, but like Harry and the believers Everybody know. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Six is Logic and Potions, cooked up by Snape. And then six is Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then seven is the Mirror of Ayazad. And it was designed by Dumbledore. And it's book seven, and in this one, the mirror breaks its own rules, and in seven, we break all the rules. And I thought that was okay. really cool. That is right? really cool. I didn't, I didn't know. I that. didn't either. I just found it today. That, <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. That's super cool. I thought that was pretty neat. That's super cool. So, so is that what's your other favorite scene in the book? Um, I, I don't know if that's one of them. But. I. I mean, I have a, a, so many, but I really like, yeah. and it's not in the movie. You get McGonagall at the beginning in the movie, but I love when, I guess, cause it's like a thought when Mr. Dursley sees cat McGonagall reading the map uh-huh. and then reading the street sign. And he's like, wait, she's, that's a cat. She can't read. That's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That part's pretty funny. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that we get a little bit of his thought process. Like before we get into everything, yeah. you're like what <laughs> it's kind of like we very briefly get like glimpses into other into other characters and it's usually at the beginning of a book it, and it's usually Voldemort mm-hmm. but it's like fun to like get a little peek into like the Durst somebody else's head yeah. yeah and it sets them up so well like oh, that can't be true I can't, I can't be doing that <laughs> <laughs> what else for you um I really liked when they get to Diagon Alley I also have that yes that part's super cool. I'm going to talk about that later when we start talking about the movies. But I love I love Diagon Alley. Um, and I love when Harry gets to meet um, Ron and then when he meets Hermione. Like, their their very first interactions are, are one of my favorites. Um, for sure. I love the, like, tapping sequence, which you really get to see it done in the movie. Like, the tapping of the bricks mm-hmm. and then the archway forming for Diagon Alley. Um, so I had that written down. I love the Ollivander scene, which I think, again, the movie yes. just makes it 
just 10 times Infinitely better. amazing. Yes. But the whole, like, yeah. going through the wands and the wand chooses the wizard is just so iconic. You get Hedwig then, and that's super fun. I love Hedwig. And I also have the how to get on the platform. So you've got Harry with his little, yes. like, buggy cart thing. <laughs> and he's thinking, like, Hagrid <laughs> pulled his leg. How do I get to platform nine and three quarters? And then he just sees these people, like, running into this wall. Like, yep. can you imagine just being, <laughs> Molly Weasley's like, yeah, you just uh, go through that wall. It's yeah. fine. It's like, what? Like, I'm 11. Right? <laughs> Do you, what? Right. <laughs> so we talked about Quirrell earlier a little bit. You talked about Peltigan. Let's talk mm-hmm. about him kind of in general, since he's our dark arts teacher. And since the dark arts teacher changes with, with each book, what do you think about right. Quirrell? I didn't like him, like, at all. Yeah. I thought he was real slimy. I was like, mm, don't like you. Yeah, he's definitely a minion. He doesn't, like, and yeah. he's, like, very spineless, I thought, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I, again, me and the smacking people in the face. I just, there was a lot of times I just wanted to hit it. Like, I just felt like, if I hit you, are you going to stop, like, sniveling against these people? Like, come on. And I know that's, like, you know, sniveling Snape, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Quirrell does it even worse, I think. He's the he's the worst. I just don't, I did not like him at all. He was not my favorite. Blah. Not my favorite either. He made me very uncomfortable. Speaking of Snape, mm-hmm. what was your first impression of Snape? Because this is when we meet I him. actually liked him. Uh. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm definitely in the minority. I did not mind Snape. I didn't. I I started to not like him, and then I liked him. Like, I definitely, like, went through waves mm-hmm. with liking and not liking him, but I didn't I didn't think that he was the bad guy like Harry did. Like, I didn't think that it was him when Harry was thinking it was him. I was like, I feel like this is wrong. I feel like there's something else going on. I even, like, through all of the books, even after you, like, find out that Snape is a good guy, I had such a hard time grappling with it. Because in my brain, I'm like, no, he's so mean. He can't be a good guy. Like, I just. I know. Now I, like, have an appreciation for him. But he is, I don't know. He is mean. <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is very mean. But once you, I guess, once you figure out, like, why he is the way that he is, I kind of, like. I felt for him. I'm an empath, so I'm just like, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta give him something, yeah. you know? There's everybody in the world who, like, hates him and all this stuff, so I'm like, I'll like you. It's okay. <laughs> so we get a bunch of firsts in this book, and I'm going to kind of go through just a couple of the, like, big things. Um, first of all, the castle and the Great Hall. We get, you know, we're going to Hogwarts for the first time and the Great Wall and like walking through the castle and stuff. Um, What did you think? I thought it was cool. It was harder for me to imagine it than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, It definitely helps now that I've seen movies to kind of put the two of them together. Mm -hmm. But I liked it. I thought it was cool. I mean, I always like castles. So... (laughs) I agree. I, and we'll talk about like some of this like more when we get into the movies, but the vision I had in my head of the great hall in the inside of the castle did not match at all. So it, it yeah. was very interesting to see like somebody else, like in my brain, like it wasn't a castle, it was a school. So it was more like a 
boarding school and not as like castle as like it is in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I saw I saw the Great Hall kind of how it is in the movie because I think that's what I guess I'm, I imagined like fancier like boarding schools looked like, which I'm I'm sure that's not true, but I didn't know. It actually is true because it was shot in a like one of the like inner colleges of Oxford, and I've been there. Um, when I went to London to study abroad, we went to we went and visited a couple of the schools in Oxford, and they each have their own little great hall, and they all look like that. So you thought correctly. Well, then I thought, yeah, at, you know, whatever age I was, I guess I knew what I was thinking. But the castle, I think I just imagined it as just. I don't want to say a normal castle because that's like a relative term, yeah. but normal to me, like not the Disney mm-hmm. castle because that's fantastical, mm-hmm. um, but more just like more square mm-hmm. with like the rounded edges and not all of the like points and like that kind of stuff, if that makes sense. Yep. It does. So let's talk about Peeves a little bit, especially because Peeves isn't in the movies. Which is sad. I liked Peeves. Yeah, he's a goofball. <laughs> I know people are like, he's just, man, I don't like him. I do. But again, I also like Fred and George, so. And he's the same <laughs> as Fred and yeah, George. I, yeah, it's the best. And I think, I think, I don't know. But I really, I liked Peeves. I didn't think that any of the stuff that he did was like too much or whatever. I thought it was all really funny. Especially when I was reading it the first time. Yeah. Because I was still a kid, so I'm like, ha, that's funny. He's definitely much needed. Him and Fred and George are much needed comic relief. Yes. I love all the ghosts. I love Peeves. I love the Bloody Baron. I really love Sir Nicholas. I think he's awesome. The gray lady, when we get her later, she's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. All the ghosts are super cool. I think Peeves and Sir Nicholas are my favorites. Yeah, well, for sure. For sure. Like, (laughs) obviously, they're the most important, but... Yeah, I love them the most. I have feelings about the Bloody Baron being a pirate in the movie, but it's fine. You know, think you know. He's supposed to be like covered in like silvery blood and like chains and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were your thought? Your first thoughts on our girl Hermione? I liked her. Yeah. I kind of felt a little bit like I was her. I had to warm up to her a lot because she's so snotty at first. I loved Ron right away, but Hermione I had to warm up to. Took me till after the I also loved. Yeah. Yeah. I also loved Ron like right away, mostly because he's just Ron. I don't know. I just, there was nothing, there's nothing to do but love him, I guess. I just am Ron. Uh, I'm clumsy and sticking my foot in my mouth all the time, so it's fine. Um, I yeah, I liked Hermione right away again because I think I felt like I kind of was her mm-hmm. because when I was re- I'm like very sassy, know it all, and you're wrong and I'm right and I'm gonna be the best at everything and that's just like kind of who I am a little bit. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about the first book before we move on? I just want to mention two of my other favorite characters. I have a lot of favorite characters. Me too. <laughs> There's a lot of people in these books. <laughs> but I really liked Seamus and Dean, like, a lot, like, right away. They were kind of goofballs, and I just, I really liked them a lot. I also love them. I think I like Seamus a little bit more, but just because he's a little bit sillier. 
<laughs> yeah. But I like them both, for sure. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets came out in 1998. It is the second book, obviously. And it introduces Dobby, the house elf. I have a lot to say about okay, Dobby. Okay, let's talk about Dobby because I love him. <laughs> Dobby is my favorite. I love him so much. So, this is a short little story. I don't know what year it was. It had to be maybe fifth grade. Fifth or sixth grade. I think it was fifth grade. I decided that I wanted to make my own Halloween costume. And this is after my mom had been making them and doing all this kind of stuff forever, right? I decided I wanted to make my own. And I'm thinking, because I just learned how to sew. So it definitely was in fifth grade. And I was thinking about something easy. You know, I'm not going to sew like a princess dress or anything like that. (laughs) So I decided that I was going to be Dobby. (gasps) That's so cute. So I took, I got this like green fabric that looked kind of like dirty, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. I like, I bought it at Walmart and I sewed it. I sewed literally just a rectangle and I had two holes for my arms, a hole for my head. And then just the bottom was open and I painted my face green and I pinned a sock to myself. Oh, Dobby is a free elf. (laughs) Yep. And I think that that is still my favorite Halloween costume because I did it all for myself and because I was freaking Dobby. Right. Like everybody, they're like, oh, yeah, I was a Harry Potter character. I was Harry. I was Hermione. I was blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I was Dobby. Like, I was the best. I have never been a Harry Potter character for Halloween, so that will definitely have to happen sometime in my life. (laughs) That's the only Harry Potter character I've ever been. That's amazing. (laughs) I think Logan may have been Malfoy at that point because for those of you who don't know my brother, he is very transparently pale and he has like white blonde hair, very much like Malfoy did. So I think I think I may have made him do that, but I don't remember for sure. <laughs> so what I like, one of my favorite things about Chamber of Secrets is it's not our introduction to Jenny, but we start to get more Jenny. And Jenny is one of my absolute favorite characters. I wish we got more of her. Like, we get more and more of her as the books go along, but still not enough. I want, like, a whole series about Jenny Weasley. I think she is amazing. I think she's, like, sassy and smart, and she's a really good witch, and I just really like her. And granted, she gets, like, you know, taken out to the Chamber of Secrets, and it's all kind of her fault, but she's 11. Right. Yeah, it's not It's not really her fault. Like, <laughs> she's lonely. <laughs> I... It took me a long time to like Jenny. Really? I loved her right away. I did not like her in this. I don't think I liked her until maybe Order of Phoenix. Mm. Maybe. I don't think we get a lot of her in three. We don't. And we don't get a ton in four either, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Um, But I just, I was not a fan. Yeah. I didn't like her. Nope. She she was the younger sister and just kind of meh. And really like her. And I still, like, she's still not one of my favorite characters. Oh, I love her. She's really not. There are people that I love infinitely more than she. Hmm. And I just, I don't know. You're, you're going to get sick of hearing about, hearing about her then because I am a big Ginny Weasley fan, especially when we get to <laughs> six. <laughs> That's okay. I can talk about her. I can talk about her. But she just, she's just not my favorite. On the subject of Ginny, because she's a Weasley, we also get to go to the borough for the first time. What did you think about the the (laughs) borough? 
I didn't even let you finish. I just, it's cool. I love the borough. It's the best. I wanted to go to the borough all the Me time. Me too. Like, why can't I have friends that have a house like that? Why can't I have all of this stuff? Like, I wanted to go to the borough all the time. I have to tell you, my friend Callie's house always felt like the borough to me. Now, she's only one of three, and she's the youngest, and her siblings are, like, four, and I think four, so, like, four and eight years older than her. So by the time we were in high school, like, all of her siblings were gone. But just, like, the way her house was set up, and her mom is an artist, so it's just got this very, like, warm, eclectic feel to it. So Callie's house has always been the borough for me. That's cool. I know I have friends that call their house the borough because they have a bunch of kids that are always coming in and out and everybody's always welcome all that kind of stuff. So that kind of did, but this was much later for me. Um, Like when I was reading these books, I didn't spend a whole lot of time there, Mm -hmm. but I definitely, I wanted a borough. For sure. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about some of your favorite parts. Um, I really like, really like, I really like Lockhart. I was going to add, that's on my list, when we, to talk about Lockhart, so good. Do you live when here? They first, <laughs> when they first meet him, and like, Ginny and Molly are just like, oh my gosh, I'm like, this is the cutest like thing. Fawning. And then he's just, he is such a dingus. He is. He is such a dingus. And I call everybody a dingus, but I think he's like the king dingus, to be completely honest. (laughs) But I love it. Like, I definitely think that his parts are so much, they're not serious at all. He's the comic relief. It's all just comedic, and I love it. I, I love it so much. He's, yeah, he is a, like, murphy's law of things that were gonna go wrong like when he makes harry lose all the bones in his arm and just like Mm -hmm. everything that he does backfires well because he's not you know he does he takes credit for everybody else's mistakes the only thing he can do is a really good like confucius charm yeah something like that um yeah but i love when ron i don't even know if this is in the book or if it's just in the movie but when ron's wand backfires and they're down in the chamber he's like this oh. place is awful do you live here, live here. <laughs> That's my favorite. and then he's like do i live here <laughs> like he has no idea and i oh it's so funny i also love that all of his books are alliterations uh-huh. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but no. I know that they all are like, <laughs> be something with banshees, and mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. What else? I I like the dueling club. Yeah? That part's cool. Yeah? I like that a lot. I don't know why. His name's your guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like him, but I thought that part was cool, and I liked I liked the spells a lot. Like, when they would give it to us, and then we'd figure out what it does, or, like, something like that. I really like that part a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like it when people fight. <laughs> Do you have, like, a favorite spell? Or a couple favorite spells? I'd have to think okay. about it. We can come back to it. The only yeah. one that's in my head is, it's Leviosa. Not Leviosa. <laughs> my, I have that one. And Stupefy. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had a cadaver. Stupefy so lame, you guys. <laughs> yep. I, so speaking of Lumos, I once got a book light and it was one of these, it was like a, it looked 
it was the size of a book page. Oh, cool. And you would like switch it on and off. And it was called a Lumos. Oh, that's fun. Like when we bought, I think we got them from Barnes and Noble, but they were called like a Lumos. And so I'd ask them, I'm like, where's my Lumos? <laughs> and it like, it was a flashlight for our books to read them. That's cool. So I thought that was super cool. My friend Christina has her Alexa set up to Lumos lights on, Knox lights off. It's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, you know, new book, new things. We get introduced to the Whomping Willow in this book, which will come back, especially mm-hmm. in the next book. Um, yes. I think we only get the flying car in this book, but I really like the flying car. <laughs> I do too. A lot. I love that the Whomping Willow beats the crap out of it. Yeah, I have written on here. Be sure to talk about flu powder, which we oh, also yes. need to talk about, and then the car. Yes, I uh, skipped over flu powder because we had already talked about Gilly Lockhart, and uh, it's above it on my list. Let's talk about flu powder and how I don't think I could travel by flu powder because I think I would throw up. I don't know if I would throw up or not. I know that I get motion sick, and like flying is not my favorite, but it's so fast mm-hmm. that I feel like I might get dizzy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would throw up. I think it would be kind of fun. I think it's really cool. I love that, like, all it makes all of the fireplaces, like, an interconnected system. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. My first thought, even reading it in the books, I was like, ooh, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, my first thought was, dang, that's cool. I want one. <laughs> but I, f- I thought that a lot during For this sure. whole thing. I'm like, every time it's like, I want one of those. Do you have anything else you want to say about the car? Just that I love it. Me too. And that I wish I had a flying car, except it will not get beaten up. <laughs> I love Arthur's, like, obsession with human, well, muggle things, not human things, muggle things. Yeah. We, what is the function of a rubber duck? <laughs> I looked it up, and the, the one for the movie is, or the one for the book, oh, dang it, I can't remember what it is now. Because the rubber duck is the movie. Um, and the right. one in the book, oh, it's Escalators. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. He's like, I mean, you can just walk upstairs. Yeah. We also learn what a mudblood is in this book, which isn't like mm-hmm. a good thing, but it is a, a term that we learn. Um, oh, I want to talk about this. I forgot about this. So because we don't have peeves and we don't get a lot of the ghosts in the movies, we don't get the death day party. And the death day party is oh. one where we meet Moaning Myrtle, who. Yes. Like, Book Myrtle is fine, but I'm going to talk a lot about her in the movies because I love movie Myrtle. (laughs) (laughs) And two, the death day is disgusting. Like, the fact that, like, it's just a bunch of, like, rotten food that they just, like, float through so they can pretend like they can taste it is disgusting. It's the worst. That's, ugh. Yeah, I did not like that part. Like, it's cool now, but no, no thank you. Don't want anything to do with that. Real, real (laughs) gross. So... One of the newer characters that we meet in this one is Colin Creevy. And I know he's not super important. I just love him. He's important (laughs) to this story. Right. He's important to this story. But, like, after this, not really a whole Mm -hmm. lot. Um, But I really like him a lot. He's just so cute. He's like, he just wants to be Harry Potter's friend. So bad. (laughs) That's all he wants. And I'm like, Colin, I would let you be my friend. I love that, like, they set him up with the camera from the very beginning so they could use it for the basilisk later. It was very yep. good, like, foreshadowing. Definitely. I think all of the ways that the kids are petrified are really clever. Like, the reflection mm-hmm. in the water 
and uh her well Hermione's just brilliant so she obviously you know figured it out and used the mirror um right but I thought that was really cool do you want to talk about Tom Riddle I mean I don't like him (laughs) (laughs) I was real iffy about this whole thing I did not like I didn't like that these boys were like writing to each other I don't know why. I thought it was real weird. Boys. Real. Well, when later. Oh. When Harry When Harry gets the diary. Got gotcha. yeah. yeah. When Harry gets it. Didn't like that part. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of feelings about it other than I just don't like it. I like the diary. I think the diary is really cool. I like that. I mean, you don't really get much of Jenny with it. But I like that, like, when Harry writes in it, it writes back, and then he gets the, like, he goes into the diary, and he sees the, the scene from the the last time the chamber was opened. Yeah. I really like the Chamber of Secrets. I just like the idea of it. This was, this mm-hmm. was it, like, flip-flops into, like, my, like, second and third favorite spot, depending on how I'm feeling, because I like how, like, creepy it is. This one's one of the creepiest of all seven of the books, I think. Which is why I did not like it as much. It makes sense. <laughs> Plus, it's a big snake. <laughs> yeah, don't like those either. Um, I didn't mind, like, the chamber itself. I didn't like all the snaky parts. Mm-hmm. But just the rest of it seemed cool. The fact that it's, like, under the castle is really cool. And you go yeah. through the, like, sink to get to it. Yeah. I thought. I also thought that was gross. I'm like, I don't want to go in a sink. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool. Um, speaking of... I know oh, that... Sorry, Sorry, I just was going to say a side note about that. I know that Cameron, I I don't know if he's finished this one yet or not, but I know that it's taken him a while to read this book because it's so creepy and he gets scared. It's spooky. <laughs> like, they had to, like, three is a lot lighter. I mean, you get, like, a little bit of creep with Sirius Black, but mm-hmm. it's not as, like, I don't know, it, this one's spooky, like, with, like, the blood yeah. on the walls and oh yeah. definitely. Real weird. So, in this book, we get Polyjuice Potion for the first time, and I only bring that up because I want to talk about Hermione as a cat, because I'm real jealous because I want to be a cat. (laughs) (laughs) But not, like, half-human, half-cat. Maybe just for a little bit. You could That'd be, like, the best Halloween costume. It's only for a couple hours. Yeah. I didn't like that. (laughs) Creeped you out. It was too weird. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm like fine with people being other people. But when it came to like being a person and an animal, I was like, "Mm, I don't like this. I like it. I just want to be my cat. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) We also get two magical creatures. We have Aragog, the scariest guy of all time, because he's a big spider. And like Ron, do not like spiders. Um, he's also the reason that Hagrid got sent away because they thought he Mm -hmm. opened the chamber back in the day. It's also why Hagrid doesn't have a wand because it got broken when he was expelled. And we get Fox the Phoenix for the first time. And I think Fox is so cool. I love Fox. I want a Phoenix. Like when I first started reading about it, I'm like, mama, I need a Phoenix. I need one right now. I just, yeah, I love the idea. I love all the symbology of a phoenix. Like, the whole, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you burn bright, and then you, you know, when you start to have, like, start to go rough, you know, you, like, disintegrate, and then you just come back better than ever. 
Yeah, just that's I. I love Fox. He's the best. And the fact that if they cry, they heal you. Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I did not like Aragog. Though. No, nope, not at all. Not one single bit. Plus, he's None mean. He ends up being yeah. mean. Who is your favorite character in this book? Before we move on, Dobby. Dobby. Duh. Uh, Dobby. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, mine is also Jenny. I love Jenny. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was released in 1999. Let's talk about it. This is one of my. This is one of my top two favorite books in the whole series. I love it this one i love everything that happens i just i love all of it i love the werewolves i love buckbeak i love i love Sirius. i love him i know that he's supposed to be the bad mm-hmm. guy but i love Me him too. i mean it's like snape like snape's supposed to be the bad guy i love him too um i love Sirius more than snake i he i think Sirius and dobby are like a almost the same yeah i love them so much i love Sirius. like i cannot talk enough about him <laughs> i yeah i also love Sirius a lot i also really love lupin lupin is yes <sighs> like top three lupin is yeah. yeah he's definitely in my like he's in my top 10 and that's hard because i mean three spots are already taken by the trio so <laughs> So let's talk through some of the, like, big things in Prisoner of Azkaban, because I know that um, I'm sure we have a lot of the same favorite parts. Let's talk about the Dementors first, since we get those before we get some of the other big things. What did you think about them? I could, like, feel the chill when they they would talk about them. Like, this is one of the first, like, visceral reactions I had to a book. When they they would talk about the Dementors, I would feel the chill, like, through my body. Definitely. Um, That... I did not like them. It freaked me the heck out. I wanted nothing to do with it. I just, like, even now, right, chills me. Because, and, like, now I know where a lot of that came from. Like, with, like, J.K. Rowling's past and, like, all that kind of stuff. Tell me more. And so, well, I I think, personally like because she's had a bunch of stuff happen um i'm not gonna go into her whole life story but like the dementors are essentially like the depression interesting that people get into and all that kind of stuff that's how i know that makes anyway. total sense that's really interesting i didn't like know she struggled with mental like health issues so that's a really i don't know how much she did because it's not super you know public knowledge and stuff but that's kind of how i have seen mm-hmm. it um but i Especially now, reading it, I'm like, dang. It's a really good metaphor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and the whole thing with Lupin, too. It's, that's a lot. Yes. Lupin is oh. definitely a metaphor for manic, manic depressive, like, mm-hmm. for sure. I think the Dementors are such a good villain because they are, like, the absence of a soul. And I just think that is mm-hmm. so brilliant. Like. Yes. It's very small. The absence of happiness, the absence of, like, warmth, like. Yeah, it's not, like, an addition of anything. It's just taking away everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I that's one of the other reasons I really like this book. 
this book shows how smart she oh, is. She's, I mean, she created this whole world that is oh, just yeah. like so detailed and specific. But I, I think this book like shows a lot of that detail and a lot of how she's already thought about the future. Mm-hmm. And like in this other book, she's already foreshadowed, you know, four books ahead mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I just, oh, I loved it so much. I have to gush about Lupin as the dark arts teacher because I think that if I was going to like I'm showing my hand a little bit but if I was going to take like a class with any of the dark arts teachers it would be Lupin the fact that his class is like kind of a care of magical creatures class Uh is so cool to me and his final exam when they go through the obstacles and everything and they they have to beat all of the not beat but they have to like get past all of the like creatures Mm -hmm. that they encountered i guess throughout the course of the year i think sounded so cool and i was so upset it was not in the movie because i wanted to see it so bad it is part of the reason why three is my favorite book because of lupin and because of the the creatures in his class i 100 percent agree with every single thing that you just said i i love him i think our very first like interaction with him i immediately was like i love him oh he's he's so mysterious in the beginning it's the greatest like if i could have hard eyes Uh it would be all about lupin i love him the most i think one of my favorite scenes is the bug art i love the bug art yes let's talk about it (laughs) it's just so cool and then like how you go through like and some of these and like once they turn funny Mm -hmm. I I just died even like like reading it and now reading it and seeing it in my head from the movie mm-hmm. and just combining everything it's hilarious. I love how she used the magical creatures to hint about Lupin. So we get mm-hmm. we get the Bogart and you get the orb which the you don't know is a moon until they find right. out later and then it turns into the balloon. Right. But just the uh-huh. little hints along the way, like obviously oh, up yeah. until like Snape pretty much revealing that he's a werewolf. But I just right. think that the Boggart was such a good use of that. It really was. It really, really was. Uh, oh, I just love it. It makes my heart so happy. <laughs> Do we know? Because I know a lot of her creatures are based on actual mythological creatures. The Boggart is one she made up, right? I think so. I think so. I'm not entirely sure, but I think so. The only reason why I think it is is because there's a spell to, like, turn it into Mm -hmm. the funny version of whatever it is, which I love that it capitalizes – not capitalizes. It feeds on your fear, and so in Uh order to, like, defeat it, you have to – kind of the same with the Dementors. Like, you have to use happiness to defeat the Dementors, and you have to use, like, laughter and – like funny to mm-hmm. defeat the boggart i just think that i don't know i think those are very cool and they're like the like natural remedies i guess for some of those right. some of those mental issues right for sure mm-hmm. i i really kept i wanted to know like what my boggart would come out to me be. too like, I know that's a really weird thing like i want to know what i'm the most afraid of but then i also like want to know what it would turn into once i was able to like fix it you know i was gonna ask you if you had any thoughts on what you thought it would be 
I don't know. Because it's supposed to be like your biggest fear. Yeah. But first, like, I really don't think that Ron's biggest fear is spiders. <laughs> I don't know. He's 13 you then, know, so. That's true. <laughs> but I'm, I just, I don't know. Because a lot of my, like, my biggest fears now aren't something that can be material Mm -hmm. materialized i was thinking that as well like loneliness or something like that right so i don't know how it would how it would manifest itself Mm -hmm. i think if i had to think of like a cliche fear mine would probably be pitch black like darkness or like teetering on the edge of like a cliff okay let me see i don't know yeah that's okay maybe you're very brave Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe like snakes or spiders, but I'm not like deathly terrified of them. So I don't know. I'm pretty deathly terrified of spiders. I do not like I'm fine if I see them. I am not fine if I notice that one is on me and I didn't know it was there. Um, I very, very quickly brush it off and I might squeal a little Mm -hmm. bit. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. So our guy Lupin is one of the four mischievous marauders. Would you like to introduce what the marauders are? No, because I'm not good at putting things into words. (laughs) Okay. So the marauders created this magical map. And the marauders are Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, James Potter, and Peter Pettigrew. And they go by... Mooney, Padfoot, Prongs, and Wormtail. I, had to, I was trying to do them in the same order that I just repeated. Right. That's <laughs> not the right order that you like normally yes. see it. <laughs> um, and they formed this little club when they found out that Remus was a werewolf. And so they trained to be what is called an animagus which means that they can transform into an animal so that when Remus needed to turn, they could turn with him and A, not be in danger, and B, he wouldn't be alone. And in order for them to have somewhere to go so that they knew where, like, the teachers and stuff were, they created this map called the Marauder's Map, which is the the coolest thing, I think, in Harry Potter lore is the Marauder's Map. Ooh, either the Marauder's Map or the the mirror. I also really think the mirror is really cool. I vote the map. Yeah. 100%. I love the map. I think it's so cool. I love the fact that Fred and George give it to Harry. Of course Fred and George (laughs) have it. They're the best. (laughs) But didn't Remus give it to them? No, they had it from before. No, they they took it out of uh, Filch's office. Filch's office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Now I remember. But yeah, I love the map. I love the Marauders themselves. Um, they just, I love that level of friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're like, we know that you're gonna come into the, you're gonna be this like crazy killing thing. So we're gonna go do it with you, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make sure that you one don't endanger us, two don't endanger yourself, or endanger other mm-hmm. people. Like, they're just, they're the best of friends. They are, and they're our first look into Harry's parents' past at like their like Hogwarts mm-hmm. selves, which was also really yes. fun. Yes, definitely. And I liked, 
I really liked that Remus was there to like tell Harry mm-hmm. about his parents because obviously he didn't know. Right. And so I love I loved those moments. But you also get the like heartbreak of like mm-hmm. Sirius was their friend and at this point, you know, he still thinks Sirius is who sold them out. Of course we find out that it was Pettigrew by the end of the book. Which is fine. But because he's gross. <laughs> didn't like him anyway. No, never liked not him. Not at all. The three marauders is just uh-huh. fine with me. One hundred percent agree. One. You know what's really sad and it just hit me? They're all dead. By the end of the book yeah. series, all four of them are dead. Yeah. That's awful. It's terrible. J.K. Rowling, why do you hate me? I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I hate her because there's a lot of things that happen that I don't think should She's happen. She's real rude. So. <laughs> At least she apologizes for them. Okay, before we move on to Sirius, because I know that you have a lot to say about Sirius, I want to talk a little bit about Hogsmeade and the Shrieking Shack and the, and the Whomping Willow while we're kind of talking about Lupin and the Marauders still. Okay. Um, I think that the Shrieking Shack and the Whomping Willow being connected is so cool. Um, yeah. That reveal was awesome. And also the planting of the Whomping Willow, like introducing it in the book before, I think is really cool. So it's like we're yep. building on the lore now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that like everybody thinks the Shrieking Shack is haunted, but really the Shrieking is Lupin transforming. Yep. <laughs> That's the, all I really have to say. And like, yeah. I'm not, like, uber psyched about Hogsmeade in general other than the Shrieking Shack and the Whomping Willow and the, introdu- I- the introduction of Butterbeer. Yes. I love the, like, thought of Butterbeer. And I think Hogsmeade's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I-, I imagined it a lot. Like, I would like to go on, like, field trips there. That sounds pretty cool. In my brain, it was, like, a street and then the Shrieking Shack was on the end of it. It was just, like, a single oh. street. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just how I, like, pictured it in my head. Well makes sense a little bit all right let's talk about Sirius Sirius Black is my favorite I know that he's supposed to be like he's the bad guy he's the one who sold everybody out he's the reason that Harry's parents are dead he was on Voldemort's side I never believed a second of that I did not know what to think I think she does such a good job with slowly revealing it like throughout the whole story even when i like go back and read it and i know that Sirius is a good guy i'm just like yeah man that reveal is really good because you just i yeah. did not know i i think the reveal was really really good and if i'm if i weren't such a skeptic mm-hmm. i probably would have believed it but i don't believe anything when i first read mm-hmm. it like my first impressions of people when they're introduced to me in books i never believe them Ever. I let them prove it to me first <laughs> because I'm like people like to do this thing where they tell mm-hmm. you that you're there's something and then they're completely different and so because I don't like I don't like to be wrong mm-hmm. and so I just don't believe any of it and in this case I mean I was right obviously mm-hmm. um <laughs> I just I I just love Serious. I I have written in my notes. Don't care what anyone says. Serious will never be the bad guy, even from the very beginning. <laughs> I yeah. Serious. Don't care. Ends up being such a good character, and I have feelings and thoughts about him in five too because he gets real cranky mm-hmm. then, rightfully so. But I still yeah. 
We'll t- I will talk yeah. about him more later because I also love him a lot. Um, he he has a very they have a very nice scene at the end before he has to leave that really like yes cements him into your heart. I think yes, and I just I love that he's just trying. Like, he tries so hard. And I I think that's one of the reasons I can't fault him is because you can't fault somebody who tries that hard to be good and to, like, try and convince you of things. Like, I just, I just can't say anything bad. Mm -mm. I just can't. So I have a couple more things before we move on to four. One, let's talk about Trelawney and her crazy face. (laughs) I did not like Trelawney in the book. Me either. I do not like book Trelawney at all. I I texted Jacqueline as I was like writing my notes and I was like, I have so many things to say about movie Trelawney and book Trelawney can go to hell. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't like her really at all. She's, yeah. Okay. Um, the next thing, which we should have talked about this when we were talking about Dementors, but Patronuses, this is our first introduction to Patronuses. And I think that they... Are so cool. Speaking of really cool spells and favorite spells, the Patronus yep, spell that. may be my favorite. Yeah, that one is. It's beautiful too. Oh my goodness! Like and like, yeah, yes. It's so cool. Like the fact, like how it's conjured and how it all works. It, I love it. It's amazing. It really is. I love like all spells come from the heart, but like this one, like. Mm-hmm really like you have to like have it yeah. from like really like have the oomph and have the feelings and right i like i like it when lupin is like he you know harry uses his first time writing a broom as his memory and he's like no you that's have to use something enough. substantial <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just think that's really cute and i love that yeah. like we didn't even talk about that i love that lupin you know teaches harry how to get past the dementors and that's yes. how we get introduced to Patronuses for the first time as Lupin working with Harry and how it's just like a little right. silvery light at one point. And then, uh, you know, at the mm-hmm. end, he has the big, the big stack Patronus and the he stag. thinks it's his dad. Mm-hmm. And then it's really him. That part, that part I loved. I loved that he initially thought it was his dad. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, he's like, where is he? Where is he? It's me. Yeah, I do. it, And he just has to go and do it because he's getting to be too late mm-hmm. and he just does it and it just happens and it's amazing mm-hmm. it's the same with hermione and the rock which this actually yeah. leads me into the last topic i was gonna ask you how you feel about the time turner i have a lot of feelings about i the have time a turner. lot of feelings about the time turner too so let's chat i feel like the time turner should not exist. i also feel like it is a cop-out i do not like it i understand why they have it for hermione to do her classes mm-hmm. but to go back and change things like that I know that they've, like, explained why they couldn't use the time turner to go back and, like, stop Voldemort forever, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I think it's such a, we're just going to go back in time and fix everything. It's a dumb plot device, and I don't like it. I'm really happy that they, like, that she retcons it in, I think it's five. It's either five or six Mm -hmm. when they're in the room of requirement and they break it. They break all the time turners. Yeah. I also love Buckbeak. Oh, yes. Speaking of favorite characters. Let's talk about Buckbeak. Because <laughs> he might be mine. 
I love the idea of hippogriffs. I love that you they're kind of like a cat and a horse where you have to like get there like you yep. have to be very respectful to them and like get their permission yes. before you can like touch them or obviously yeah. or ride them. I think they are cool and I'm so happy that Buckbeak gets to live. Yeah. I love Buckbeak. I thought I was gonna be afraid of Buckbeak. Yeah. Because he kind of looks like a bird. Ah, uh, yes, and, <laughs> and you I don't, don't like, like birds. birds. Yeah, <laughs> but I like owls, and I like like big. Yeah, birds, he's like an eagle. So I thought it would be okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know, I think it might be okay, and it was, and he's so cool. And he bites Malfoy. <sighs> yep, that's I mean saving grace right there. Mm-hmm. Anyone who hurts Malfoy, it's the best. <laughs> So do you have any other favorite characters other than Lupin and Sirius and Buckbeak that we haven't talked about? Nope. Those are my three that were on my list. Me too. Alrighty. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire came out in 2000. Yeah, I definitely didn't read this one when it first came out because I was five. (laughs) No. I think that, yeah, I think it was the last one I would have read. Like, that was out already. That makes sense in 2003 it would have been in eighth grade i think yeah so let's talk about the triwizard tournament oh the triwizard tournament i had a lot of feelings about it yeah i thought it was weird really that they were doing i thought it was weird that they were doing all these things that people could die i love the triwizard tournament i think it's so exciting i think it's really exciting i think it's really cool but i didn't understand why it was happening at a school yeah i mean and you know yeah. like i was just huh you're gonna put these people to their deaths but th- they say <laughs> like at the end of all of them like they wouldn't have let people die they right. just want them to think that they can die <laughs> yeah it's just that that's a lot for a child i mean there's 17 that's a lot for a 17 year old to like think that they're gonna die I mean, it's a year away from being able to join the army. Yeah, don't like that either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I really like it. And I think I think it's cool. I love all of the different things that happen. I love all of that. I just, my first, my very first impressions of it were, what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Bobaton and Durmstrang and the cool ways that they show up. I love the flying carriage and the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. I love that a lot. I love that we find out that there's more, like wizarding schools. Yes, that part that's super cool. I'm like, oh, maybe there's one here. There is one here. We find that out I later. <laughs> but that's what I thought. I was like. If there's some other places, then there's got to be one, like, for me that I can go to because clearly I need to be. Same. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I love the Bobotons. I love the Derm Dermstring. 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 I'm not good at speaking English today. Well, it's not really English, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I am not as enchanted by the Dermstring people as I am by the Bobotons. The Vilas are very intriguing to me. The Dermstring guys, I'm just kind of like, meh. Other than I think their ship is really cool. I I liked both of them. Yeah. Pretty equally, I think. 
I thought like the Bobatons were really I thought they they were interesting and they were really cool and I just loved like the Durham strings like it's like the power thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's your type. Just, yeah, big it powerful is. guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about our champions. Obviously, we had Harry, mm-hmm. and we have Cedric, who I think we meet Cedric in book three, but he really gets his like shining moment, obviously, in four before he yeah. dies. Right. Thoughts, feelings on Cedric. Yeah. He just was kind of like meh to me. Yeah. I didn't really care whether he, like when he died, obviously it's sad, Mm -hmm. but I was kind of just like, okay. Like this is kind of a theme that happens through (laughs) through these books. People die. I'm more. So I just kind of was like, okay. (laughs) I am more like traumatized for Harry when Cedric dies than like Cedric dying. Yes. Yeah, I I definitely felt for Harry. I was like, that is terrible. And then and so you say Cedric and I say Cedric. I don't I don't know if I'm right. That's I just what either. I say. I just was gonna say I I'm think like, they say Cedric in the movie. I thought, but it could just be the accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I. However, we're supposed to say it. Yeah. Um, I really felt bad for his dad. I feel bad for movie Amos. I do not like book Amos at all. No. No, I think he is pompous and rude, and I don't like him. I feel sad that he loses his child, but I just don't like Amos at all. I get that. I get that. I guess I just... I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. Like, he's losing his kid. I just... Yeah. Don't really care for him. (laughs) Right. Um, So... Let's talk about Fleur. I have to tell you that... Did you read the Bailey School Kids books when you were a kid? Yes. So I imagined Fleur as the aliens don't wear braces art teacher. That has like the long white hair and she's like very pale. That's what I saw in my head until I saw the movies. That's what Fleur looked like in my head. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I kind of saw her pretty similarly because that's kind of... I mean, that's how she's Mm -hmm. described um, but then when you see the movies, it's kind of like, that's, I thought that was perfect. I'm like, yep. Yeah, she's, that's what she looks like. Okay. <laughs> I would agree. I think that, um, she's a little bit girl next door for me, but she's very pretty and she like fits the description perfectly. They don't do the Vila thing in the movies though. That's, so that's why they, right. she doesn't look otherworldly, I guess, is the right. word I want to use. Right. And finally, let's talk about Victor Crumb. Crumb, he's also kind of a dingus. Yes. But not like as Gilderoy Lockhart is a dingus. He's a different kind of dingus. Yes. He's he's very much just like Macho Man. Head. Yep, that's exactly what I was Stupid. thinking. Like, yeah. And that's, I also liked that, um... Hermione teaches him how to say her yeah, name. Yeah, it's also how we learned how to say her name. Right, mm-hmm. because she realized that none, we were all pronouncing mm-hmm. it differently. And so this is when she had, she was like, all right, this is how you say Hermione's name. I'm like, you're super cool Brilliant. for explaining this. Because I always thought it was Hermione or something like that, her Hermione or something like that when I was reading it. And then when it got to like explaining it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I said Hermione. My mom said Hermione. 
So yeah, neither of just... us were right. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that were right. Right, no. Which is why I'm glad that we learn how to say mm-hmm. her name in this book. I thought she made that name up, and now it's, like, popping up in things, and I'm like, oh. Like, it's an Archie Comics character from, like, before that, like, Harry Potter was a thing. So I didn't know it's that. It's Veronica's mom's name is Hermione. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't read Archie Comics. I didn't so. either. She's in Riverdale. That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't watch Riverdale. Don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk through the tasks. So the first task, we get a little baby dragon. And this one isn't as much of a puzzle. They pretty much figure out right away that they're fighting the dragon that they drew out right. of the bag. And, of course, Harry draws the Norwegian Ridgeback. I was so upset that we didn't get to see Charlie. We do in the book. In the book. In the movie, I was upset about it. So I'll talk about it later. But I love the dragons. Me too. Oh, and I meant to say something about we didn't talk about Norbert in the first book because we get to see Charlie then too because they take Norbert to the tower. Uh Uh-huh. Baby Norbert. I love Norbert. (laughs) I had a Norbert. Did you? I had a stuffed one. Oh, that's fun. But, so, my mom is also obsessed with dragons. She has a dragon in her tattoo. Um, And so, I think that's kind of where I started to like dragons a whole lot. (laughs) I have since started calling them sky puppies. (laughs) That's cute. I like that a lot. Because I want to have them as a pet, but I can't, obviously. But they're just... I did not like that they had to fight the dragons. I know that the dragons were like... Ha, breathing fire like i'm gonna kill you mm-hmm. but i very much was just like i thought the dragons were so cool and i didn't i didn't want anything bad to happen to the dragons no i thought it was a very exciting first challenge because i did not know what the challenges or yes. the tasks were gonna be so i thought it was a very very exciting one and i i like that harry like summoned his broom and that was what he used to get past mm-hmm. it. i thought that was really Clever. I think that was a Hermione suggestion, but I like it. It's not my favorite. It's probably my my like third favorite of the tasks, but I really like all of them. I think they're all really neat. I think this one is my absolute really? favorite of the tasks. Yeah. I think I can't I flip flop back and forth between two and three. I really like both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So the um object of task number one was to get this golden dragon egg. Mm-hmm. Which then, when you opened it, screeched and made this horrible noise. Right. And which leads to my favorite scene in both the book and the movie, which is when Harry, Cedric, I'll say Cedric, Cedric takes the, tells Harry to take the, take a bath with the egg. So he takes it into the yep. prefect bathroom and Moaning Myrtle is hanging out in there. She's just like spying on him. And she's yep. like, I've been here a while. I was like, oh, okay. She's so creepy. I love her. <laughs> She's amazing. So the egg pretty much tells him he's going to have to be underwater, which leads us to challenge number two, which I called the underwater challenge because I don't know what else to call it. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the underwater challenge? I didn't really like it a whole lot. Oh, I think it's so neat. I know. I think it's cool. But I like I like to think of things about like how I would do 
in the challenges yeah. and I would not do well in the water one because I don't like the water very uh, much. Yeah. Like I can swim fine, but I don't like all the stuff in the water. It freaks me yeah. out. Well, and, and that's what this one's all the about. Mermaids yeah. and the thing. Yeah. No, I would not have done well in this challenge at all. I was very intrigued by the different ways they did them. Like, obviously I thought the gillyweed was really cool. Um, I mean, that's like a thing that doesn't exist just like chew on this weird right like herb thing and you get gills yeah it's fine thanks neville you're the best yeah (laughs) um no well in the movie in the movie i know i was trying to remember the only reason why i know that is because i read all the differences today and i was trying to remember who gives it to him in the book i don't remember who i think it's moody i think it's mad i is it moody i do well, also love Matt yes, Moody. Yes, we, so. we will talk. Thanks, Moody. You're we the will best. talk about him. Um, and I like the the bubblehead charm. I think that's really cool. I also was very intrigued by the choices of the people to save. I thought it was interesting yeah. that, I mean, I guess I should have assumed that it would be Ron for Harry, but I was very interested that it was Ron, and then that it was Hermione for Crumb. I was like, oh, he likes her that much already. That she's his, like, number yeah. one thing. Because it's, like, Gabrielle, Fleur's little sister, uh, mm-hmm. Hermione, Ron. And I can't remember who Diggory's is. Um, Probably I'm another sorry. family member. And I was like, oh, guess he loves her now. I think it's just one of Cedric's friends. Is it? Well, that makes sense, too. Yeah. Because I don't know. But, yeah, I thought that was weird. I'm like... Really, none of even, like, the Dermshang boys, like, he doesn't even like them more than he likes her. That's, I thought that was I weird. did, too. I was, like, interesting choice. Yeah. And I know that she did it for the drama, but I was right. just like, hmm, interesting. And then Harry saves, you know, Gabrielle because he's convinced that she's going to die, that the mer people yep. are going <laughs> to drown her if he doesn't take her, and they get so mad. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, they're like, you're not supposed to have mm-hmm. her, too. And they, ugh, that also terrified yes. me. 100%. I think this book might have been one of the reasons that I don't like the things in the water. That's, fair. That's definitely fair. There's a Freaks lot of things. Out. There's the Grindelwalds, and they're not Grindelwald. That's the guy's name. Yep. Grinlos. <laughs> in the water, too. Yeah. Don't like any of it. Okay, and I don't think they, I think they just have to save their people, so I don't think they get a clue mm-hmm. for the third task. And Right, it's just, they just show up. And the right. third task is the labyrinth, which I think is also really cool, and the book labyrinth is much, much cooler than the movie labyrinth. Um, yes. Not the movie with David Bowie, because that one's awesome, but the uh, <laughs> um, Goblet of Fire movie. Right. And mostly, I just want to talk about the Sphinx, because I love her. Yep. Oh, and I get so that's the coolest part of the right. Whole thing. I get so excited to get to her every time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, well, do you have any other thoughts about the maze, rather than like what happens in the center of it? Not really. And then I just obviously. Like oh, it. the um, other thing I think is really cool. Speaking of things that she sprinkles in along the way, is that she introduces port keys at the beginning. So that we yes. understand what's happening when they both touch the pri- the Triwizard yes. Cup. Which, we didn't talk about the World Cup at all. We did all. not. I have it written down. I, I figured we'd talk about it. Okay. If you wanted to talk about it. Okay. Um, because there's, like, uh, yeah, I want to talk about. 
I'm I'm done talking about the Triwizard Tournament. Do you want to move to the World Cup? Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the World Cup because there's a big thing that happens there that I think is very important. So. Yeah. I just like the World Cup because I think it's really cool. I do too. Um. <laughs> I love that they all go together, and it's like this big thing, and I just I think it's really cool. It's on here. I have it as like one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. I think it's neat. In here, yeah. I really like it. I know it's at the very beginning, but I still, I really, really like it. I was very intrigued, and, like, I'm just going to keep bringing things up because I did not think the movie did the um, tents and huts well, because the way they described them in the book, like, the, some of them are covered in, like, shamrocks and all of that, and we don't get a lot of the World yeah. Cup in the, in the movie. No. Um, but I just thought it sounds so cool. And I was like really looking yeah. forward to seeing it. And I was really let down with how they did that. Um, yeah. I don't do the sport things and I wanted to go. Yeah. Well, Quidditch is Just cool. to see all of it. It's different. Yeah. yeah. It's much better than normal sports. Yeah. I'd watch a Quidditch match. Yes. <laughs> Mostly because I'd understand what the heck's going on. But a real one, not like the ones that people do where they just walk around. Running. Walk around. Yeah. Walk around on brooms. <laughs> Yeah, that's not as cool. <laughs> the reason why I like the Quidditch World Cup so much is because this is the first time we see the dark mark. And the mm-hmm. like way I pictured the dark mark in my head, like was it was so cool. Yes. Um and we get you know our introduction to Winky, which will lead us into another thing in a second. Um and we technically meet Barty Crouch Jr., but we don't know who it is. But let's talk about... Well, we meet, and we meet Senior, too. Yes. We meet Senior, not Junior. No, we meet Junior. We just don't know it's him. That's who, that's who puts the dark mark in the air. He puts the dark mark that's in the air true. and then gives the wand yeah. to Winky. Yeah. We just don't we know just, that yeah, it's... Yeah, we don't know that it's right. him. But we meet Senior during... Yeah. The With cup. Ludo. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Anything else? I just think it's really cool. I do, too. That's pretty much it. It's fun to see their version of a professional sporting event. I will definitely say that. Yes. And it's much more grandeur than ours. And, like, American professional sporting events are pretty grandeur. Yeah. But this, like, blows it out of the water. And I'm like, dang. If we wanted to compete with anybody, we'd lose. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. So, speaking of Winky, do you want to talk about Spoo? I don't really have a lot to say about it, but. I don't either. I wish that it were in the movies. Yeah. It's really, um, I didn't really, un- I don't want to say I didn't understand why Hermione was, like, so into mm-hmm. it, but it's more just, like, I, it felt very much like, I'm going to throw this in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a whole lot. I don't either. I just thought we should bring it up because it's, it's a major yeah. plot point. It is. But. Uh, not obviously big enough to uh make it into the movie so yeah. and i like book four is long so they had to start cutting things um right let's talk about the yule ball a little bit i love the yule ball i do too it's i was so excited for a fancy event i love fancy things and the fact that it was like a christmasy mm-hmm. fancy thing i was all about it uh, that was uh, that's on here as like my one of my favorite scenes that the world cup and then the dragons yay so we hit all of them it's really all that i cared about yeah <laughs> my I, I mean i love the whole yule ball scene and you know getting to see hermione become a swan 
Um, but I also love the scene, the chapter leading up to it where Harry and Ron are scrambling to find dates because they just, like, Harry just assumed he'd get to go with either Jenny or Hermione, and they both had dates already. Yep. <laughs> so then he's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, I loved, like, see, their thought processes were the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> They're just, like, panic. <laughs> okay, I have two more things. Because I'm going to talk about the other one in a different book. One is, we've talked about Mad-Eye a little bit, but I'd like to talk about him some more. And I also want to talk about the Unforgivable Curses. Okay. Thoughts about Mad-Eye? I like the real Mad-Eye. Yeah. But we don't meet him until technically the next book, kind of. I know. I kind of like, like, bad Mad-Eye, too, though. I think he's very cool. Yeah, I think he's really cool. I think the reason I don't like him is because I know he's not yeah, real. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Like, before I knew that it was Barney Crouch Jr., I was like, okay, I like him. Yeah. He's cool. Like He's a little This dangerous. guy's pretty cool. And now I'm just like, mm, don't like him. <laughs> I like that he introduces the Unforgivable Curses, the Imperious Curse, the Cretaceous Curse, and the Killing Curse of Atticadevra. Mm-hmm. Um, I this scene in the book is very interesting to me and they do it similarly in the mm-hmm. movie, but they only use the one spider. Whereas in the, in the book he uses three different spiders. Right. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I always found this really intriguing. You can really see the books starting to darken. And this is one of the first scenes where yes. it's starting to get a little bit darker. Definitely. Definitely agree. And we learn kind of, well, no, we learn that like, this is why Neville lives with his um, his grandma, grandma because his parents suffered the Cretaceous curse so much so mm-hmm. that they now live in St. Mungo's, um, which is yes. a hospital. Right. And I love I love Neville. Oh, me too. We haven't talked about him at We haven't. Yet. And he's he ends up being so important. Like I did I would have never thought that from the nope. first book that Neville Longbottom was going to be such an important character. And he really, he owns it once he gets there. Like, it's the, it's the best. It is. I don't think I can say anything else till we get later. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, this is really, like, we're starting to see Neville mature in this, in this mm-hmm. book, too. He's starting to get a little bit, you know, stronger. He's starting to stand up for himself a little bit. Not nearly yeah. as much as he is by seven, but we're starting right. to see a little bit of a stronger neville for sure the only other thing i have written down and you may not have anything to say about it is the pensive or the pensive oh yeah um i think it's really cool um yeah i think it's a cool tool but i we use it more later i think in six Mm -hmm. um but this is the introduction of it so i i just Mm -hmm. love the idea of like putting the wand to his head and then putting the memory in the bowl and dunking your head in the memory bowl not nope. a memory jumble. <laughs> a memory swirl. <laughs> You're welcome. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out in 2003. This, between this one and the third one, they're my two favorite books. Two favorite books, honestly, two favorite movies too. But I love this book so much. I love it so much. I know that you don't. I love all of them. 
It is my <laughs> least favorite of all of them. I just, it's very, I told Jacqueline, I was like, I like five, or, or I don't like five, and I like six for pretty much the same reason. Um, and this one is angsty, um, mm-hmm. but the reason is hormones. This one is the angsty hormone, and I don't like the, like, I just feel like <sighs> there's a lot of really cool things that happen in this book, and we will talk about it, but I just feel like the overall tone of this book is very depressing. I had to put it down the first time, and I've never put a Harry Potter book down, but it made me so sad. I think I read this book the fastest, and it's, like, the longest one. Yeah, it is. It's over a thousand pages. Yeah. I absolutely loved this book. I loved that there were so many different things. I th- I think when I read it, I was dealing with some stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I liked it so much. Because, like you said, like, it's very depressing. But I liked having, like, there's somebody else dealing with this crap, mm-hmm. too. And I think that's why I liked it so much. I really do. And because it's got my favorite people in mm-hmm. it. It's it's just the best. I love it. We do get three of my favorite characters in this book, and that is Nymphadora Tonks, who <sighs> I love, Bellatrix Lestrange, and my girl Luna Lovegood. <laughs> do you want to talk about any of these lovely ladies? I mean, all three of them are in my favorites list. Um, I also put, obviously, Sirius and Lupin because yes. they're in it, too. They're just not new at this right. point. I also love Kingsley Shacklebolt. I do, too. And I, like, played around with the idea of talking about him, but I didn't have a lot to say. Um, but I think he's real cool. Yeah. I think he's just a very cool person. And I I just – I really like his character a lot. There's not a whole – I mean, he does a lot because mm-hmm. um, he works for the Ministry of Magic. And so that's, like, his thing. And at this point, the Ministry has finally – you know, paid attention to the fact that Voldemort's back. And so he's like, he's like, well, I already freaking knew that. Mm, they're like, you know? kind of, they're like, kind on the, of. like, Fudge doesn't believe it. Fudge yeah. doesn't believe it, but nobody cares about Fudge. I hate Fudge. Same. <laughs> Stupid. He's the worst. Um, But Kingsley, I, I really like his relationship with the Order and with the Ministry and just all that whole thing I think is really cool. Is he your favorite member of the Order? Other than like Lupin and Sirius? I don't know if I would say him or if I'd say Molly. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd call it, like, is he your favorite new member of the Order? Of somebody yes. that we don't already He's know and love? favorite. Yes. <laughs> I think mine is Tonks. Yes. I yeah. think she is the absolute coolest. I love that she can change her hair color just yeah. with what she's feeling. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think she's my second favorite. Oh, I love her so much. She's just, she, I love that her parents don't know what to do with her. <laughs> i i love her and i love the relationship that she has with lupin yeah, that comes later but yeah i know but i love it me so too much. me too i was i was like yes mm-hmm. they are the perfect match yeah. it makes so much sense it does. oh and she's just she's just really cool she like she I don't even know what else to say. She's just <laughs> awesome. And I want to be her. Me too. She, yeah. She is the 
when I was reading her, I was like, nope, she, I love her. She is the coolest mm-hmm. person I've ever, like, read about ever. I just was very yeah. attracted to her. I'm bummed she doesn't get a lot of movie screen time because I just think, because she's so important in the books. And I'm, I just. She is. I don't get it. Yeah. So do you want to talk about Luna? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love Luna. I love how weird she is. I love her radish earrings and her upside down quibblers. And her, what are they called? Um, they're not stethoscopes, but it's like that. Um, spectroscope? Spectroscope, yes. Her, I think. her little eyeglasses. Her little, so that she can yes. read her quibbler. And that her dad writes the, like, magical version of, like, a gossip rag. <laughs> like Yes. <laughs> and she's. I love oh, Luna. She's so sweet and she's so smart and like dreamy and people underestimate her Mm -hmm. but they shouldn't because she's smart she's a ravenclaw come on i love her i think she she is so wonderfully weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she just and i can't believe this is the first is this the first this is Mm -hmm. the first time that we we meet meet her her in the carriages on the way to hogwarts we meet her like because she can see the thresh rolls too right and I just, I can't believe it took this long to meet her because I, I can't believe that she hasn't been around for any of these I things. Know. I know. Because she just, oh, she's the greatest. I love her. So since we already mentioned it, do you want to talk about the Thestrals? Yeah. I love the Thestrals. It makes me sad, but I love them and I'm glad that we meet them. I think the concept of them is so interesting that you have to have seen someone die in order Mm -hmm. to, um, to see them. And I was reading something like, I think it was on one of the differences lists that said, um, it's very important that, and it's a very bad mess up in the first movie that Harry sees Quirrell die because he shouldn't Yes, because he'd be able to see the thrusterals or however you say it earlier best role earlier and like he'd be able to see them by book right by book two and he can't see them until mm-hmm. five because of cedric yeah so. definitely i love those and i love that Lu- like that's what he and luna bond over bond over mm-hmm. is the fact that they both can see it. it's like oh it's like a very sad moment mm-hmm. but i like the fact that there's somebody else there who can kind of help who can understand him because obviously like ron and hermione can't right they don't they don't quite get well, it. Well, and they think they think that they are self-driving carriages. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was a really interesting twist, I thought. Yes. Yeah. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. So the first, well, not the first thing that I want to talk about, but I really want to talk about really quick after, you know, with all of the Order of the Phoenix and all that kind of stuff, we're at 12 Grimmauld Place, which is Sirius's house. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, there's a whole thing that happens, all that kind of stuff. And I really, really like the part where Sirius is explaining to Harry they have, like, this moment. I love that part. In front of the family tree? In front of mm-hmm. the family tree. I, it's another reason that I love Sirius mm-hmm. the most, you guys. It's a really good, it's a really good scene. It's so good, and it's so well written, and it just, it make it, like, makes my heart happy and sad at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, it definitely pulls on it a lot, and I love that i absolutely love that part i actually really like the whole 12 grimwald place like 
section of the book. I really like the screaming portrait. I think she's cool. Yep. <laughs> and I like Creature and his crabby little self. And Ugh. they go back to 12 Grimwald Place at Christmas. And so we get the perfume scene between Ron and Hermione, which I also love a lot. Yes. That's super mm-hmm. cute. I'm glad that we finally get something with them. Yes. A little sprinkling. Right. Um. Now let's talk about Dumbledore's army. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that because that's a lot. It's a big chunk. Yeah. I guess. It's probably the like A plot of the book for sure. Right. I love the idea of Dumbledore's army. I, I love it so much. I do too. I think that the whole resistance is really cool. It's pretty much like the Hogwarts version of the order. Um, and yes. I think that that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I love the room of requirement. I think it is the coolest thing. I love that you have to like walk in front of it three times and think about what you want, and it just has it. I wanted a room of requirement so badly. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so cool. Even just just the room itself, you know, when they're in it for Dumbledore's army and everything. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that there are so many people on their side. Yeah, and they just come out of nowhere. Also... About the rumor requirement, I meant to say this. I love that it doesn't show up on the Marauder's map. Yes. That's also super mm-hmm. cool. Because it's not always there. Nope. But even even when it's there, it doesn't show up because it's right. like, I don't know, it's a secret room. Bonus room. It's magic. Yep. <laughs> it's magic. It's the whole thing. Nope. <laughs> but I really, really love Dumbledore's army. Um which kind of goes into the reason that we have Dumbledore's army. Yes. Um, before we get there, I want to talk about, I feel like part of the reason why they start Dumbledore's army, obviously it's, you know, the resistance, but I feel like part of it is to set up stupid Harry and Cho. And I hate them. This is the worst part. I hate I that. hate Cho. I don't hate Cho. She's fine. Whatever. I hate Harry and Cho. I'm team Jenny. Yeah. that Their relationship, I feel like, was just... It was such a throw-in. It was. He, I don't think it had anything to do with anything no. that was necessary. I thought it was stupid. Well, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Harry needs a crush. He's 15. That's fine. Why give, like, and I know they, like, kind of set the crush up a little bit in four to, like, you get, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to ask her to the old ball and all that. He needs a new crush for five. He needs to not crush on the girl that has a dead boyfriend. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. It's just don't like a weird thing that she throws in there. No. Don't like yeah. that she's his first kiss. Don't like it. It's ugh, stupid. Yes. So now we can go into the reason why the we The reason have that it. we have Dumbledore's army is because of stupid, stupid Umbridge. Mm, hate her. Dolores Umbridge is the absolute worst human being on the planet. I cannot stand her. I... It's gotten to the point where I will, like, skip parts that she's in when I'm reading the book. It's my favorite book, and I will skip reading, like, her dialogue and stuff. I just skip it. I hate her so much. She is such a good villain because you hate her so much. Like, she... Yes. And what's so funny is that she is a villain, but she is, like, bright and shiny and kittens and Uh pink. And... I still hate pink. (laughs) I've always hated pink, but she made me hate pink even more. (laughs) I can't. And I think it's fun. Like, we get some – 
there's a lot of things on different fandoms and websites and all this kind of stuff. But people hate her more than they hate Voldemort. For sure. I do. I think Voldemort is interesting. I do not think she is interesting. Because everybody has an umbrage. Because she's real. That's the thing. Yeah. She's a real person. She's real. And she gets under your skin. But she's everybody knows somebody like her that's like that nitpicky. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick by the rules even when the rules aren't right. Yeah. She is the absolute worst. And I cannot stand her. I can't believe she doesn't get busted from freaking carving into a student's hand. Yeah. I don't. That. That part's absolutely ridiculous. I, I skip that part because I, I hate it, it, it so much. It turns my stomach every time. I'm just like, nope, don't yeah, like it. I can't do mm-hmm. it. And I hate this going back to stupid Cho. It's Cho's fault that Umbridge finds the room a requirement. Because she's so. an idiot and I hate her. Yeah, it's fine. She's the worst. I do. The only reason where... I think I'm glad Umbridge is there is because Fred and George get the coolest, like, dismissal from Hogwarts ever when they set off the fireworks in the foyer and then they leave via her office through flu powder. That's my absolute favorite thing ever. I know that I've said that about everything pretty much so far. But their exit is the most dramatic exit I've ever seen anyone take in my entire life. And I loved it. I think I loved Fred George from the very beginning. But that part right there, like, solidified that they're the best. Because they're just, and they just, they just don't care. Like, you know what? We're going to do what we want to do. And they just set fireworks off in the freaking school. I'm like, you know what? Me too. <laughs> I will set fireworks off. It's fine. All right. It's time. We have to talk about it. I don't want to. I know. But we have to, we have to take a journey to the Department of Mysteries. Because it is the coolest scene in the book. And the most heart-wrenching. Yes. It is. It's cool. But I hate it. But I love it. All at the same time. There are so many feelings when I read this. I have never been so angry at a book mm-hmm. than when Sirius dies. I was more angry when Sirius died than when Dumbledore died. Yep. Me too. I, I threw the book. I was reading it. And I threw it. I cried. Went downstairs and like asked my mom. I'm like. He just doesn't get to have any family? Just none? Yep. It's not allowed? And the two of them needed each so other. So much. And that is what hurt me the most. Is that Sirius has spent so much time thinking that he, you know, he's it. That's all that he's got. He, himself, and him. And Harry, you know, he's all he's got and everything. Mm -hmm. And then they find each other just to be ripped away. Mm -hmm. Just completely gone. And there's, you get so much hope because they talk about them living together Mm -hmm. and being together and all this stuff. And then... shiny. I can't. 
Let's talk about the veil. The veil is very interesting It is to me. so interesting to me, and they never explain it, and I'm very, like, intrigued. I'm very annoyed. I want to know yes. the veil. I want I, I want more I'm like, information. It's a veil. How does he die by going through a veil? Where did he go? We don't know. Yeah. All we know is that Harry can't go with him. Yeah. Ugh. That just... I don't understand. I would like more information, please, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling, if you are listening. Please give us more information. There are two things in this book that we do not get answers to ever that really, really irk me. One is the veil, and one is the, what's the deal with Neville's parents and the gum wrappers? Yeah. I would like to know. Please and thank you. Tell yes. us. Just, even if it's a private message, that's fine. We won't mm-hmm. tell anyone won't else. share it. Just... I literally have the the serious dying in my notes as the saddest part. It is the saddest part. I can't even write it down. It's just awful. I do have a couple things to talk about. The it, I don't. I'm not going to pronounce it right, but the occlumency. Okay. Where. And this part I thought was really, really interesting mm-hmm. because Voldemort's like in Harry's head. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This is when the dreams start. Oh, the dreams mm-hmm. are cool. The dreams are cool. I really like the mm-hmm. dreams. Um, but I like the lessons that he has with Snape. I like how they all like. I just I really like it. It's very, very interesting to me, this kind of thing, mostly because I have issues with like dreams and mm-hmm. nightmares and like that kind of stuff. So I, d- I really thought that this was a really cool part because I was like, I need something like that in my own life <laughs> because I don't have it and I need it. It's really interesting. Um, I completely agree. It, yeah, I really, really like that part. All of the little parts that are in there because it kind of is sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like his lessons with Lupin. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, two last things that are real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the astrology les- lessons with Ferenz, Frenzy, however you say his mm-hmm. name. I love him. I love their lessons. I think they're so super cool. I really do, especially like the descriptions mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. It's really, really And that cool. they're at night. I love that they're at night. Yes. Nights in the Forbidden yes. Forest. Love them. So cool. I also just want to briefly mention that in this book, we find out that Hagrid has a half brother mm-hmm. and his name is Grop. We don't know how to say it, guys. We tried. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm terrible <laughs> at words. <laughs> um, but I really, I really like that that's added in there for Hagrid. I think it's, I think it's cool. It shows a very similar side to Hagrid that we've seen, mm-hmm. but just like expands on it a little bit mm-hmm. more. I really like that a lot. I have two things that I want to say before we wrap up to one is I think it's super important that we talk about the lost prophecy and how that Neville or Harry could have very much been Neville, but Voldemort picked Harry. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, this is where we get the first like sprinkling of the fact that Snape had a crush on Lily, which really comes back in the second or in the the second book in the next book to be really important. But we get, like the introduction of that mm-hmm. and like they're like falling sure. out because he called her a mudblood and all that so right 
Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince came out in 2005. And you guys, this is my favorite book for the most obnoxious reason. And that is because I love all the hormones in this book. And everybody's in love with everybody. And hormones are raging rampant. And that is why I do not like this book and why it is my least favorite. It really is. There are some redeeming moments in this book. I I won't lie. But... I do not like this book very much. I would like I if I had to skip a book, I would probably skip the second one. But if then I got another choice, it would be this one. I I think it's just a nice like reprieve after all of the darkness that you get in five. I mean, there's definitely yeah. some darkness in this one. But, I mean, we lose Dumbledore in this one. Um, yeah, but not not till the end. And it's yeah. just I don't know. I think it's really. Fun. It was a really, it's a really fun read for me. I love, I mean, I love Harry and Jenny. <laughs> I've already talked about it. <laughs> Harry and Jenny take way too long to get together. And um, then they break up like immediately, which really breaks my heart. I love the Ron, Lavender Brown, and Hermione triangle. triangle. I love that like Ron and Lavender Brown are just like making out all over the castle. <laughs> Because they're 16, and that's what 16-year-olds do. And I love that she, It just made me really angry. She lets them like, act like 16-year-olds, and I love it. Yeah. I do like that part. I like the aspect where they don't have to be... Kids. They get to be yeah. kids. Yeah. And I do think that that's cool. I just... It didn't... I wanted more of the plot to move forward. I wanted there to be bad stuff happening so that we could get to the action. I wanted all of that. It does take a while to get the plot to move forward. I would say we probably don't move the plot forward until about three-fourths of the way through the book when we start introducing Horcruxes. But we do get the Horcruxes in this book, and the Horcruxes are real cool. Yes. Yeah. Like I said, this... Once we get to that part, I'm, like, all in with this book. It's totally good. It's fine. But all the stuff before it, I'm just, like... Can we, are we done I yet? also, <laughs> can we get to the good stuff? Really love the, like, I love the Half-Blood Prince. I love, like, and for you being a Snape girl, I'm so surprised that you don't, first of all, Snape gets to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, which he's wanted to be his whole yes. freaking career. Yes. Um, We get the Half-Blood Prince um, advanced potion making book, which I think mm-hmm. is so fun. And I love, like, how much it, like, turns Hermione's wheels because it's not, it's yes. not, you know, what's yeah. in the book. It's the what's written on the sides. I love yeah. the reveal that Snape is the half-blood prince. Um, it made... And I really do... Go ahead. No, go sorry. ahead. I really do like that aspect of this book. Like I said, it's not my least yeah. favorite. It's just much lower on my yeah. list. I just... I have a lot more issues with this book than I do the other books. So it just... Yeah. No, I get that. I totally get that. I uh, I don't like five. So, I mean, I like five. I Like I said, I like, we like all of them, you guys. You just, you know, right. one of them has to be your least favorite. And this this yeah. one just happens to be hers and five just happens to be mine. Well, two is my least favorite. Oh, okay, it's really. your second to least favorite. It's my second to least favorite. I think seven's my second to least favorite, so. I like seven. Um, I, well, we talked about the horror caucus. Horcruxes. I love the Horcruxes. I also really love the scene with the, I'm going to say Inferi, the little skeleton-y creatures that come out of the water. Oh. Well, they come out of the cave in the book, they come out of the water in the movie. 
when Dumbl- right. when Harry's making Dumbledore drink the water so he can get to the locket. Mm-hmm. I think that scene yeah. is really, really cool. I do, too. I like that a lot. I also I think it's interesting. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. That's all. <laughs> I also really like Felix Felicis, which is yes. the liquid <laughs> luck. And I love the fake Felix Felicis that Harry puts in Ron's drink before he goes out to play Quidditch. Yes, that part's so fun. I love it. And the last thing that I think we should talk about for this one, because this book is a lot shorter than five. um, Yeah, it's very short. Is the Slughorn. Let's chat a little bit about Slughorn and the Slug Club. I have a lot of different feelings about Slughorn. I do too. I like go back and forth on whether or not I like him and I still haven't like come to a decision. I think I like movie Slughorn better than I like book Slughorn. Book Slughorn is a slug in my head. He's like um yeah. the bad or not the bad guy, the boss from Monsters Inc. That's what he looks Water like noobs. in my head. Yes. I do the part where Ron accidentally gets poisoned, I think. Okay, we can talk about that. <laughs> I just think it's funny, that's all. <laughs> I like all of the um weird little curses and things in the um in the Half-Blood Prince's textbook. I think that's one I of do them. too. Yeah. I really like that it just happened. It just so happens that Ron gets, like, poisoned and he's just off of it. He's gone. We do have to talk about one more thing. We have to talk about the Unbreakable Vow. Yes. Because it's so important. And I think it's yes. very cool. Um, the Ooh. way that I saw it in my head was, like... I don't know. They were in like this dark room with like green flames and yeah, like that's how I pictured it. Anyways, very Slytherin. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's also why Snape kills Dumbledore. So, right. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out in two thousand seven. I was a freshman in college, and I remember when I got my hands on the book, and I literally read it. Like I stayed in my room until I was done. Because I didn't want to talk to anybody because I didn't want anybody to ruin it for me. I got this book right before I went on the plane to go to Oregon for my aunt's wedding. And I was reading this book and I told everyone that was around me. Some of them was my family. Some of them I didn't have any idea. I was like, just so you guys know, I'm reading the last Harry Potter book. You guys... If I start crying, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's kind of what happened. It's kind of just like, there's going to be a lot of emotions. I'm apologizing right now. And there were. And I read it. Like, I read it cover to cover on the plane. Finished it. And I just, I remember finishing it and just like, I, I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't do it. I just had to sit there. I have a list of everyone process. that dies. <laughs> Why? Because I was like, you got, well, just the important people that die. Because okay. I was like, oh my god, it's Hedwig, Dobby, oh. Moody, Pettigrew, yep. Fred, <laughs> Lupin, Tonks, Snape, Bellatrix, and Voldemort. And uh, like other like tertiary characters die too, but those were the ones right. that I was like, these are the important people that die. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of main characters yeah. that we lose. And there's so many more like... Oh, when I think the one that hit me the most 
is be- between Dobby and Fred. I was going to say the exact same thing, and they happen at different parts of the book. Dobby uh-huh. was really yeah. hard. Hedwig was hard, too. I, like, yes. I was just, I was miffed at Hedwig. Dobby is, is so dramatic. It's so Dobby, too, It's though. so dramatic. Like, he's dying because he's saving Harry mm-hmm. Potter's life. And that's all he's wanted to do from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, it killed me. And Fred, you just find out in passing, which also really breaks my heart. <sighs> and then the whole... Like, once you get to his family, fine, and all of that, I just, I think I had to put the book down at one point and just, like, take a minute and breathe and then start reading again because I didn't think I was going to be able to get through it. I was so surprised out of all the Weasleys, she took one of the twins. It makes sense. Because she wanted it to be a hard hit. It couldn't be, like, Bill or Charlie. But it could have been Percy. Or Percy. See, I think it could have been Percy because he had been redeemed and it would have been a good redemptive like theon-esque arc yeah i just i didn't have any strong feelings at all towards percy oh i have so many strong feelings towards percy and they're all negative (laughs) i mean he yeah he's kind of a butt but like what i don't like him but and like when he redeems himself i still don't think he's redeemed i still don't like him so i kind of i'm just like meh whatever if he dies he dies i didn't really care (laughs) but fred just it is tough speaking of sad decks um i have at the top of my notes i think it's really interesting the things that dumbledore leaves to the trio in his will Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna start with ron and hermione and then go to harry because i'm gonna lead into because talking about deaths i'm gonna lead into harry's death a little bit um right ron gets the de-illuminator the light putter outer (laughs) which i love I wanted one of those Me so badly. Too. Um, Hermione gets the tales of Beetle the Bard, which is lovely. Um, Harry gets Gryffindor's sword, but he also gets the first snitch that was ever played um, in a Quidditch mm. match. And then later on, like as he's getting ready to die, um, yeah, he opens the snitch and it has the resurrection stone in it. So then yes, he gets this, which I. Love. that scene the whole like leading into his death his death and then him coming back is first of all i'm reading it i'm like what is going on what is happening there's yeah. no way she killed harry potter <laughs> yeah yeah i it was too much i couldn't i can't nope it's a lot but i love i love the res- resurrection stone and all and of he that gets to see his together. parents it's... and sirius and it's I cried. Oh, I sobbed. I had to put, I yeah. had to put the book There's... down there. I was like, are you kidding me? And they're like leading him into his like death. Mm-hmm. Just... And they're like, it, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, no, this is not, not okay. Not at all. No, thank you. Not at all. All right. Do you want to talk about some of the happier parts in the book? <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot. Can we, can we talk about George when his ear gets yes. blown off? Yes, we can. I just love that all he does is make jokes about it. <laughs> that's the best. Like, he's just like, yep, don't have any here anymore. I'm holy. Yeah, that's the one I'm holy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, it kills me every time. I like I don't, it. It's, I love it. Do you 
speaking of the Deathly Hollows, do you have one that you would like love to have or like multiple that you would love to have? I think I would like the cloak. Me too. I would like I would like to think that I would like the resurrection zone, but I feel like it's too much. Me too. I completely 100% agree with you. And the elder wand is kind so. of kind of irrelevant right. to our lives. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if magic was real, which it is, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. I would love to have the elder wand. But I think the cloak for sure. Mm-hmm. Me too. I also really we can talk about it when I go to the movies because I keep doing that. But it's going to be two different episodes, guys, so maybe you'll forget. Um, yeah. I love the animated scene of the brothers in the Deathly Hollows in the movie. Me too. I have that written yeah. on my so list. And like, bold. We'll talk about it more in depth later, but yes. I love it. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about a happy, happy thing, and that is I want to talk about Ron and Hermione's arc in this book because it okay. is awesome. So we get the first inkling of something when they go, like, after they've left the wedding and they have left the cafe after the, like, battle. And they go back to 12-year-old place where all things Ron and Hermione happen. Of course. And Harry wakes up the next morning and Hermione is laying on the couch and Ron is laying on the floor, but their hands are right next to each other. And he says that Mm. he can tell that they fell asleep holding hands. It's so cute. It is so cute. It makes my heart shatter into a million pieces. (laughs) And then we get, you know, later on in the book, when the trio is out and about looking for Horcruxes, and they have the Slytherin Locket, and the Slytherin Locket makes everybody crabby. And so then Ron leaves, and it breaks Hermione's Uh heart. And then don't leave people, Ron. I thought for sure that's where they would split the movies, but they don't. They split it like way after that. Yeah, which I thought was me weird. too. Um, I knew it was because they'd want to spend more time on the battle, mm-hmm. more time than is actually in the book. It's like a chapter in the right. book. Yeah. Um, and then Ron comes back, and he has to. Harry's trying to get him to like face his fears to um destroy the locket. And as he's destroying the locket, the locket is, you know, not possessing. Messing with him. Yeah, I was going to say not possessing him, but messing with him. And you get this real, like, passionate kiss that in the movie is real graphic. It's too much. Between Harry and Hermione. Excuse me? So then Ron gets pissy again, and he has to, like, and he finally tells Harry that, you know, he's in love with Hermione. And then they get together after the battle. And, and then they get married and live happily ever after and have children. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I just think that we, we get it a little bit sprinkled throughout the books. You really start to get a sense of the urgency of it in the sixth book. But you really get the mm-hmm. like nice big Ron and Hermione arc in the last book right. that people were I looking agree. for. Like yeah. And I like that it's the two of them and not like some and not like Hermione and Harry because, you know. Harry's the main character. And so many so people happy. thought it was going to be Harry and Hermione. And I'm like, nah. <gasps> no, Harry has to be stupid. a Weasley. <laughs> it is important yeah. that Harry become a Weasley. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I guess Jenny technically becomes a Potter, but. Same nah, they're all Weasleys. Yeah. We're all Weasleys in the end. Red hair. Secondhand <laughs> robes. Must be a Weasley. I do want to say that there's a part. There's another part that I just don't like whatsoever at all. And it's the part where. Nagini 
is in the body of <gasps> Bethilda. Oh my gosh. I was not expecting it. <laughs> it was, I didn't expect it. And it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I hate it. I literally have in my notes, I hate the Bethilda Nagini business. I have to tell you. I hate it all. That Nagini scares me every time we see her. Like when yep. she attacks Arthur in five. Here. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, we didn't even talk about that in worst. five, but that, I, I was Cause I can't. so afraid they were going to kill Arthur and they end up killing yeah. freaking Sirius. <sighs> yeah. I don't even know who I, no. Neither no, one would no, be better. No, neither Let's one is better, Nagini. but I was, like, relieved when Arthur's alive just for, like, serious to die, like, literally, like, three chapters later. Yeah. <sighs> I hate Nagini. The, the absolute worst. Can I tell you that it took me, um, like, when do we get Nagini? We get her in four. So it took me probably two or three times reading through the first four books to realize that Nagini and the Basilisk are not the same. Because <laughs> they're oh. both snakes. And they both belong to Voldemort. Well, yeah. So I thought. However, the basilisk is like giant. So is Nagini. I know, but not that giant. She's, I mean, they like in the books, they describe her like she is giant. Yeah. So in but... my brain, she is giant. <laughs> I thought of them as two different giants. Yeah. I, I pictured the basilisk very much more like the basilisk basilisk in the movie yeah well it was the movies like after i like saw them in the movies because the movies come out before you get like later on in the books and i and then you see nagini and she's different and i'm like oh, they're not yeah. the same <laughs> <laughs> whoops That's okay. there's a lot of a lot of characters you guys there's a lot of creatures yeah. so many i do really really like the moment that um narcissa has with Harry Mm -hmm. that very brief where she's supposed to say whether she's he's dead or not and he's like she and all she wants to know is whether Draco's Mm -hmm. okay and I I think that I like that Mm -hmm. part I don't see her as a super bad person no I don't I don't think I ever did she's a mother she yeah she just wanted to protect her son that's all she cared about now lucius on the other hand he's a butt face and he can go away don't I hate like lucius him. malfoy he's the worst but um narcissa i like her a lot i like her a lot plus she's bellatrix's sister and bellatrix is, and bellatrix is the best even though she killed sirius <laughs> yeah the very last thing that i I'm really excited to talk about, not excited to talk about, but I really like that Neville finally gets like his moment. Ah, uh, yes. That's a very good point. Like we, we find out that it could have been Neville this whole time, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And I'm glad that he, f- he finally gets his moment mm-hmm. to do something and to be that hero that he so badly wants to mm-hmm. be. You know, and you you know that that's what he wants throughout this whole thing. He just wants to be a hero. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that he finally got to. It made me so happy. I completely agree. I think it is the perfect ending to his story arc. And yes. I, you can tell that she loves Neville and that she's been rooting for him the mm-hmm. whole time. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Also, that actor had a serious glow up. <laughs> Oh, 
I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him a lot. <laughs> so let's end on talking a little bit about the epilogue. So the epilogue is 15 years later, something like that. It's in the future. I I just have it. And um, well, she's looking it up. It is 19. 19 years later. That makes sense. And Harry and Jenny and Ron and Hermione and I know Draco's there. Yes. I can't remember. I don't think Neville and Luna end up together. Do they? Mm-hmm. I didn't think so. So because um, I always thought they were going to. Yes. I wanted I them did too. to. I wanted them to really. I did badly. too. They would have been a really nice match. Um. But for sure, Harry and Jenny, Ron and Hermione, and then they see Draco when they get to the platform, are yes. taking their kids to the Hogwarts Express for the first time. So we have James Potter and Albus Severus Potter, who are um, Harry and Jenny's kids. We have Scorpius Malfoy, who is Malfoy's son. We have Teddy Lupin, who Harry and Jenny are raising because... His parents are deceased. Yes. Are so uh Ron and Hermione's kids must not be big enough to get on the Hogwarts Express yet. Because they're not in here. Oh no. Yeah, Victoria Weasley. They are. Because in my brain I was like, it has to be Granger. <laughs> Cause why wouldn't it be? Because Hermione obviously wears the pants. But Well, it's because no, Ron and Hermione have Hugo and Rose. Oh. Rose I don't think is old, old enough yet. Oh, they weren't on but Hugo my list and when I was Victoria. I think it's Vic- Victoria. 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 I think it's well. It, there's no A. It's an E at the end. It's yeah. an E. So I don't know. But I think it's a girl. Victoria. Because v- Teddy and Victor something are making out. So yes. I think it's a girl. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I knew yeah. that. I just didn't know how yeah. to pronounce it. Um, and she's theirs, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I haven't read this one in a while, guys. I was trying to look up the the list of kids yeah but anyways so they get on the train and it's all is happy with the world and it ends with and all was well yes i think it's sweet i like that we get that a little I bit do too. it's nice closure um, i i normally don't like things like that but in this case i did i liked it a mm-hmm. lot so we are going to split these episodes into two because this one is already very long and we still would like to chat with you guys about the movies. But before we leave, I'm going to ask Jacqueline one more question. Since we are talking about books still, let's talk just very, very briefly about Cursed Child. Did you read Cursed Child? I did. Since we're talking actually, about the kids. Yes. So my grandma actually pre-ordered it for me while I was living in Florida. Aww. And, like, had it sent to me when it was released. So I read it pretty much right away. Did you like it? I did. I did, too. I liked it. I thought it was very interesting to read because it's a play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked it. And I'm, I'm used to reading plays, obviously. So it wasn't, like, difficult or anything like that. I really liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, too. I think we're going to do a mini in between these. Well, we always do a mini, but I think we're going to do a Harry Potter mini in between the two Harry Potter episodes. So stay tuned on Tuesday for more Harry Potter talk and then on Thursday for the last Harry Potter full length episode. If you want to talk to us more about all the Harry Potter things, 
We would love to hear from you. You can hang out with us on Instagram at like this pod. You can find us on Twitter at like this underscore pod and on Facebook at like this pod. You can find me at Princess Jack on Instagram and on Twitter at Jack4104 with an underscore between those. And Jack is spelled J-A-C-Q. And you can find me at Louder Than Words, L-O-W-D-E-R, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to support the show, there's a link in the show notes to our Patreon page. Or you can rate and review us on wherever you listen to the podcast. So thanks for listening. Bye.